Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Busy. We're here with uh, Alex Moyer, the Vice President of AD Moyer, and Steve Reinhardt, the Operations Manager. How are you guys doing today? Good, Steve. It's a beautiful day. Yep. Yeah. Good to be here with you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you guys are busy with the new with the opening of this new store and stuff. I'm glad you got the time to talk, to talk with us today. So, uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah. So first things first, who do you think is winning the Super Bowl? I'm rooting for a meteor strike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have... <laughs> One of the, it's one of the Super Bowls where, I, after all these years, I might tune into the Puppy Bowl finally. <laughs> Zero interest, and in, I have to. I mean, I have to personally. I have to pull for the for the Chiefs as much as I hate to say that yeah. because mm-hmm. of just because of, of Jason and his brother. But that is the limit of my allegiance for this. I would say the same. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just I know somebody that works for the Chiefs, and oh, yeah, she's a good kid. So yeah. I agree. Christian McCaffrey won me my fantasy league, but I got to go with the Chiefs. I yeah. love, I love yeah. the Kelseys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, fun. All right. Well, so how long have you guys been working at AD Moyer? So a little bit of a blurry answer for me just because I started when I was in middle school and oh, wow. uh, part-time, you know, right. uh, you know how family business goes as far as uh, just starting as a summer job and working, cleaning up sawdust and loading customers. Uh, so that would have been back in, you know, 2003. Or thereabouts, and then I started full time in 2010. Okay. So I graduated college on a Sunday from Penn State, and then that Monday morning at, at 6:30, I was at work. So there wasn't <laughs> much of much of time for European backpacking or anything like that. So it's been 14 <laughs> years of full time for me. It's been 13 and a half for me. Okay. So about the same. Yeah. You guys. Full, yeah. Being full time. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't change a thing. No. <laughs> No, I mean, there's always things that um, that you you learn from. Right. But as far as my decision in my career, absolutely not. Yeah. No, it's a it's a welcomed, fun challenge. Every day is different, and I think that keeps you as young as you can be. Right. You know, just and my journey was a little bit different because I was quite a bit older than Alex is, and that you know had a job, lost my job, uh, and uh, you know, Moore's are great people. They were actually a customer of the company I worked for previously, and. When I lost my job, I was 40 years old when I lost my job. Went down, talked to talked to the one owner and the manager down in Gilbertsville, and yeah, that was it. The rest was history. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that? I know you said before that when they were talking about opening this location, you kind of took the bull by the horns on that. Well, so um, when I started at Moyers, I was they hired me for on the road sales, and I wasn't. I never considered myself a salesman. Today, I still don't consider myself a salesman. Right. Uh, and I focused in Berks County because that's where my customer base was. And pretty much, you know, our whole company is made up of the remodeling sector. You know, we do have some builders, but it's mainly remodelers. And I had a fair amount of customers up in this area. And every year, at least a dozen of them would say to me, you know, you, gotta, you guys got to be in Berks County. You guys got to be in Berks County. And, uh, Alex's father and, and the other one, the other owner, Scott Moyer, so Scott and Terry, which were cousins, um, 
they would actually call me once in a while and say, Hey, seen this place down in Reading. What do you think? You know, I'm like, ask me what I think, you know? <laughs> and, uh, first one they had talked to me about it was, I thought it was too small. And there was another one here outside of Kutztown and I thought it was too far out of the area. And then, you know, they, they both actually called me when they were driving up here to look at this when this came up for sale. And they said, what do you think? I'm like, I think that could be a home run. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, with 85 years in business, how do you think you guys have adapted to like the changes in tough times and how is these lessons gonna help you with this new story opening? The thing that's been drilled into our heads as uh, Gen 4, and Gen 4 is what we refer to as Generation 4, fourth generation, which is myself, my brother, and then my cousins, Clint and Doug. And what we've learned from Gen 3 and what they learned from Gen 2 and all the way back to Amandus was putting hay in the barn during the good times. That way, when the tough times come, because we know they will, right. that we're prepared for it. And we try to practice that in every method that we that we operate under in business and that's just growing but it's growing responsibly right and you know this is one of those circumstances in this new building where this didn't happen overnight we started small uh, in, in Berks County with the store that's there currently and it's not big it's a small it's it's not much bigger than, mm -hmm. than the room that we're in now and you find out that there's demand and let that lead the way and not not get too big for your own good too quickly. And there's something to be said about being responsible in your growth that can keep you um, safe or somewhat protected from an exposure standpoint during those tough times when the economy turns down. We tend to all try to work together and come, come together and, and not jettison employees or just try to show loyalty to the people who've gotten us through the good times, and now right. we want to get them through the tough times. So we know they're going to come. We know that they have in the past, and that's how we've worked it, and that's how we, we think we'll continue to work it going forward. Yes, exactly. I mean, uh, both Scott and Terry, you know, before before our sons got involved with ownership, but just, you know, we have, you know, bonuses or profit sharing or whatever, and, like, the comments were always made at those meetings, like, stick something this away for when the times are bad because it's going to get bad at some point right so it's a big part of their big part of their philosophy yeah. that's awesome too that it's been going for now 85 years is this the 85th year the anniversary this is the 85th year and yeah time i mean time flies so to speak when you're having fun i can remember the 75th anniversary and yeah i i can't imagine that 100 years is around the corner right. it seems wild to think about but it's not that far right 15 years will go by quickly right and not without its challenge like you mentioned and and not without its triumph either it's just time flies and um yeah 85 years is is wild to think about mm -hmm. you know if, if amandas could see what's going on now 85 years after he started this i right. think it would be a, a neat thing to witness Hello, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the SBDC podcast. Now, if you are a small business owner or work at Kutztown University and would like to become a guest on the very podcast, you can contact us at aza 
WO231 at live.kutztown.edu. Again, that is AZAWO231 at live.kutztown.edu. Now, back to the show. Blowout for the anniversary. <laughs> well, I think the big blowout's going to be our grand opening here. Yeah, in a way, it kind of got overshadowed, right? In yeah. a matter of right. words, because it, this is a this is a, a cornerstone of our representation now, and the fact that it's opening in our 85th year, yeah, it's coincides cool. nicely. Right. And yeah, we have a we can get into that, but we have a lot of fun things planned for the opening here too. Yeah. So would you say that was kind of your inspiration to open this store? Like what was really the one thing that inspired you to build this, uh, open this store up? I think it started a lot with, with Steve's recognition of the opportunity in this market. And you just kind of wait and say, hey, if this is meant to be, it will be. And you keep, you know, walking this path until you come into an obstruction and that obstruction just never came in terms of, of Kutztown and the Berks County market. Um, so it, it just worked. I don't know that there was a specific thing that coincided with the 85th anniversary that we said we want to get this done by then. The opening date for this store largely was in Steve's field of view one year after we broke ground. He wanted to have this up and running within that 365 day window. And I think we're going to hit that if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That's impressive. <laughs> a lot of well, long nights. Yeah, it's all long day long, but it, it's all it's all gonna be worth it in the end. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and honestly, it's yeah. I might have been leading the charge, but uh, couldn't have done it without a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. You know, I had Charlie Crowell, contractor, local contractor here, which I worked with when I was outside sales. I was outside sales for ten years, and uh, had a really good relationship with him. Really, really good, smart guy, and asked him early on if he would be involved. He said absolutely. You know, he does some work around our yards when we need maintenance and stuff done. And uh, I couldn't have done it without him. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah. There's things that, like, when it comes to mechanical trade, I don't know a whole lot about mechanical stuff and, like, the way things should be run. And he does because he's built houses, you know, has been involved in some commercial projects and instrumental in helping, you know, helping me get this thing to the end. Right. That's awesome. So can you guys talk about a little bit how I know you have different brands in here that the brands kind of have to come in and set up their own setup? What's the process of getting those kinds of brands in here? Is that more on you guys? Do they come to you and say, we want to sell Black & Decker in here or something like that? Well, let, let's start, before we answer that totally, let's start with, uh, so our store, our current store right now is only 27 foot by 27 foot. Right. You know, it's like a postage stamp compared to what we have here now. Uh, so in that store, there was really no need to have, a, per se, a hardware manager because uh, it's not that tough to manage at. Right. So um, the manage, our hardware manager at our Bethlehem store, which has worked for the company for 38 years and 32 years in hardware and lives five minutes away from the Bethlehem, the Bethlehem store, store uh, was coming here once a week to like just put orders in and stuff for the hardware. And the one day he asked me to see, a, can I see the print of the, plant, of the store? I'm like, sure. So I printed out a 24 by 36. He thought I was just gonna print them out like an eight and a half by 11. Right. And like, he just was like, I, I, gotta, I gotta be involved with this. So 
pretty much he drives here every, I mean, he's part of our Kutztown staff now, uh, drives from Bethlehem every morning. He's putting in 15, 16 hour days right now, just like I am trying to get this thing together and pretty much couldn't have done that part without him. But he was one that's instrumental lining up all the vendors, you know, Milwaukee, Simpson, Steel and Wire, you know, he's the one that coordinated that whole thing on top of ordering the product to bring in here. That's awesome. I feel like there's something to be said that he's willing to do that, drive here every day for that, and uh, putting in the long hours you guys are. And I feel like every time you say a new employee or something, they're here for over 30 years, which is awesome that yeah. you guys are holding on to employees like that. So uh, more of about the store, what do, you, what do you think your key factors are to make it successful? You think the community is going to play a big role in that? They will. I mean, the communities, everyone's excited. I mean, it's it, people walk in the store up there and they're asking, when are you opening? When are you opening? I mean, the contractors, you know, the retail customers, everybody wants to know about it. You know, I'm, of course, I'm talking to the borough a lot. When women of the borough say everybody's coming there and asking them about that. I talked to the mayor. The mayor's like, this is the greatest thing to happen to Kuz Town <laughs> in a long, long time. Right. So, uh, yeah, everybody going to be a big part you know we're we're not really a retail focused store because we don't have like technically retail hours uh but we're going to have a bunch of retail business and we welcome it and you know we're really the whole idea of this thing was to help uh build the remodeling business in this area gotcha so what was your community involvement obviously before the store for years you've been here for how many years in Kutztown? six and a half and a half. Is there a large community involvement with your guys' company and the name in the town? Absolutely. I can tell you in the six and a half years that we, uh, since we bought this, we did more for this community than the previous did, company did, and they were here for 60 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, I wrote down a list of some things that we, we did for the community. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, the Optimist Club, you know, we right. donate to the Optimist Club, the fire company, the Kutztown Hobos is an organization. Um, we have we got a banner hanging at Kutztown Stadium at the high school. You know we have banner up here at the Legion Baseball Field. We donate to the Kutztown German Festival and the Carnival. Uh, there's two young girls. You know I don't think we get it anymore, but for the first couple of years they were in 4-H and they're raising cows and they would solicit donations to help for pay for feed. We've donated to them every year. They'd write up this nice letter and then you know they send us pictures with them and their cows. I mean we just. We've done a lot for the community. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome too. Because yeah. definitely, when you walk around, people know who you are. Oh yeah, and people people know yeah. people know who we're. And it's a mutual, it's mutually beneficial. Right. Our mantra that we work by internally is to serve our communities with quality products, uh, knowledge, mm -hmm. and integrity mm -hmm. for the community. And if we're not benefiting the community, well, I, I question what our purpose is and Kutztown just feels like that type of community that we found our niche with it's right. it's that small town feel <clears throat> everybody is uh, you know close-knit and it works that's that's how anymore works as well so it, it it's pretty synonymous right. we have some employees here that worked for the previous company that, that Alex actually was instrumental in hiring when, uh, when we took over and Pretty much, I think almost every employee, except for maybe one or two that I've hired since I've been here, has either went to Kutztown High School or lives in one of the neighboring towns like Compton or Fleetwood. Or so, and 
you know, we have a couple of people that everybody that walks in the door, they know, right? They know, or they know their uncle, or they know somebody in that family. So it's uh, yeah, it is a very tight knit, mm-hmm. tight knit community. Yeah, you could tell too, because when I was walking around Main Street, uh, uh, probably a couple of days ago, I said I was going to do a podcast with you guys, and everyone I tell was like, "Oh, I love those, I love that place, I love those guys, such good people there." So you definitely, you could tell that you have a huge role in this community. Yeah. And you feel that in your other locations, like Pottstown, Bethlehem, or is it more of, since it could sound such a small town, like you mentioned? No, no, we do. And I think you're touching on a great point that all of our stores are very responsive and tailor fit to the community that they're in. And what I mean by that, a good example would be here at this store. Just looking at the, you talked about the product selection. We don't sell tractor linkages at any other store. Right. We just we don't have that same kind of environment. But here we know that that's you know something that's going to be more of interest. We also don't sell waffle makers at other stores. But here with the with the college town, we want to make sure that we're serving that population as well. So absolutely, it's all about the people that surround here. And it's, it's, we don't have a hitching post at any other store. Right. Right. Now Pottstown, <laughs> we have EV charging. Right. And here we have a hitching post. Gotcha. But it just goes to show that we have an array of capabilities to utilize and levers to pull to serve the community that we're in. And when you're a family-owned business, you're able to do that. Right. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Right. And, and we can tailor-fit our approach to whatever the location is. We put a whole farm and ranch section into the store. We, you know, electric fencing, those kind of things. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know, the dust settles are probably about 4,000 new SKU numbers that none of our other stores have in stock. Wow. Yeah. And you literally mean when the dust settles because that sound is <laughs> them buffing the floors <laughs> right. as we speak and there's dust everywhere. But uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I'd love to know how much spackle and uh, drywall you guys sell at the end of the year with yeah. all the college kids moving uh, out. Yep, yep. Yeah, drywall repairs section. Yep. As well. exactly Some of it's changing right. to plywood because they, you know, they put plywood in the wall. That's a little hard to, <laughs> right. to bust through. Yep. Um, we moved out of a house last year, and we definitely we were uh, big proprietors of spackle right. and drywall patches. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. Hopefully, my old landlord's not listening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so. How, like, customers, obviously, when they're driving by or walking by, they know about the store. How would you say is the best way for them to get involved right now while you're not open and kind of follow along to see when you're opening and uh, just give you support that way? Yeah, our marketing team, uh, and that team consists mainly of of Ron out of our Gilbertsville location, our headquarters, is doing a fantastic job at pushing the message out through the the standard social media uh, channels, Mm -hmm. right? So that's the best way. Uh, for people to stay up to date with what's going on. We're going to continue to do that through Instagram and Facebook and, and all of those things. But I think ideally that's... That's probably the easiest, yeah. the easiest He also up to, updates our website, um, maybe not as often as social media, but that gets updated as well. So, you know, people can just check into that. I know we have a, a grand opening page, I guess, or on Facebook, you know, that you know, right. pretty much spelling out what we're doing and when it is and the time and all that stuff. Hmm, that's awesome. So, uh, looking back, if you were to give advice to somebody that was going to do something that you've done, maybe not in this particular field, but just an entrepreneur looking to maybe move up in their company or start a small business, what's one piece of advice you think you would give them right now? I would say ingredient number one is passion. That if you if you don't have passion for what you're doing, you're not going to you're not going to push right. it. You know, the eleventh hour, and you need to you need to have that drive. 
So if it doesn't grab you and want to and, and take you, then I would go a different route. So I would just honor your passion, whatever that is, and just follow that. And if that happens to be being an entrepreneur and starting a business, that's, I think that's wonderful. Right. Um, but certainly need to have, have that drive to want to do it day in and day out, eat, breathe, sleep, whatever it is. Hello, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the SBDC podcast. Now, if you are a small business owner or work at Kutztown University and would like to become a guest on the very podcast, you can contact us at azawo 231 at live.kutztown.edu. Again, that is azawo 231 at live.kutztown.edu. Now, back to the show. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be willing to make sacrifices. You know, I mean, if you're gonna be successful, you're gonna to to sacrifice something along the way. Could be spending time with people, could be going out to eat, could be whatever. But you're gonna to have to make sacrifices, and a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Right. You know, and uh, it's like Alex said, he's just working your ass off. Mm-hmm. That's bottom line. I think recognizing mm-hmm. that you can't do it yourself, and learning to trust other people. This, again, to reference this new store, there's, a, there's no way that A.D. Moyer ownership could have done what happened here at all. Right. It takes too many people. And with that, it takes trust and allowing yourself to be honest with yourself, to say, I can't do this without help. Right. And, you know, with the work that Steve's put in to this place, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be half of what it is uh, without Steve, who, who, again, is the operations manager. Steve, who's the harbor manager. Um, it's, it's been a Steve effort. And that is one example of how our entire organization is built. It all comes down to the people that you have in place. If, if you trust them and you honor them and take care of your people, they're going to take care of your customers and that's the key to success. Mm-hmm. I'd love to sit here and say, it's all about the customers and that's it. But at the end of the day, it's all about the people who take care of the customers. Right. And, and if we take care of them and make sure that we do right by them, then the rest falls into place. And um, this, this company, AD Moyer Lumber, is nothing but a culmination of the efforts of the people that, that make this place what it is. Right. So I, I would say relying on others, having a passion for what you do, and then the rest will just fall in place. Yeah, I think that's a, it's special, too, that you had mentioned that there's about six of you in the family. That's all uh, partial ownership right now. I think that's awesome that people actually want to be a part of this and want to keep it going, obviously, like we had mentioned, for 85 years. Because um, I know one of my buddies has a family-owned business, and there's four of their siblings, and none of them want anything to do with it. They just... they kind of left it to their dad and I think he's in the moral decision right now of 
what do I want to do with it? So I know that a family business is tough because he tells me too, you kind of get thrown right in there. So if you don't like it, they don't care. <laughs> You're getting thrown right in. So it's, I think it's special that you actually, like you had mentioned, have a passion for this and really have kept it going and built it into what it is. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and with a family business, home life is work life and work life is home life. And that line, not only just for ownership, but even for, for you know, you look at Steve. I mean, he's taking work calls while he's at home because it's just part of the demand, like the sacrifice he talked about. It's just all, it's all part of it. And ultimately, we don't live to work. That's not why we're on this earth. At least that's not what we believe. Uh, we work here so we can have a life. And, and family business, I don't know, just strictly refers to how this is owned. It's how we operate from the employee level through the ownership level. Not so much what do we do at work, but why do we, why do we work or who are we working for? And, and we're all working for our families. Steve works his rear end off not so much for the Moyer family, but because he has a family at home that's depending on him. And I think recognition that all of our employees are here to better themselves, better their families, kind of makes it all come back to the beginning of this is a family business and that's why we go to work. That's who we're working for. And that's the importance. It keeps your compass straight and, and keeps us focused on, um, on the end goal, which is just individual success that leads to the team's success. And it is a great family, you know what I mean? Or else you wouldn't have the kind of employees work like I work for them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I am working to provide for my family, but you know, in turn of it, like you can't get a better family to work for. I've said that multiple times. Uh, you know, the, the guy that was instrumental in getting this whole thing set up here like when we first bought it, cause I was outside sales and I just couldn't jump out of that. You know, I had 90 customers or something like that. And uh, I left Alex No and, and, and the rest of the, the owners that I would like to be considered for, for management at some point. And uh, the uh, manager that was at our current Potsdam location, he was getting close to retirement. So talked to him. It was actually my wife's idea for him to come up here. He still don't believe that, but it was. Uh, uh, he, you know, he's worked for the company for 51 years wow. this year, you know, Ricky House. Yeah, pretty much started when he was whatever, 18, 18 years old, I guess, you know, and he still works one day a week for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to come in and show his face. But yeah, he, uh, he's the one that was instrumental in getting this whole thing, this whole thing started here. Everything's set up anyways, as far as the store, yeah. you know, the existing stuff. <clears throat> That's really cool. So you're taking a big vacation once this is up and rolling? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no Jersey Shore for you? It's time to make, it's time to make money now. <laughs> so, uh, when does the store open? When's the date we should be looking for? Uh, I'm going to open February 12th. That's not 100% carved in marble, but uh, if everything goes well today and this weekend and we get to where we think we're going to be, um, I'm feeling 95 percent confident that we're going to open on the 12th and, uh, Sunday, isn't it? or that's the Monday after yeah so <laughs> might might be missing a few employees but you know we'll we'll make we'll make by you know we'll get we'll get by with it but yeah that's that's the date. and then April 20th being the grand opening awesome grand grand opening should be um, a fun event a big event we have a lot of uh, food vendors and and um, 
entertainment pieces that'll be here that's just going to be a great community day yep. to kind of get this whole thing kicked off. I think right now on Facebook there was 750 people interested in coming. Wow. You know, and when we talked about it originally, we thought maybe we'd get three, 400. You know, not saying all 750 are going to show up, but we got a lot of people interested in coming to see this, see what we have, and right. see what we're all about. We'll make it 750. Awesome. Well, perfect. Thank you guys right. again. Yeah, Thanks, Tucker. Appreciate awesome. it. Yeah.